there. Welcome back to the Scofflaw Fitness, Scofflaw Fitness sorry, podcast, the place for people who train better because they know better. Once again, I am your host, Brian, or B-Rye, as some people have been known to call me. And I'll be your host on this episode number two of the Scofflaw Fitness podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed episode one. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, um, definitely a good one to listen to because we got into some fun stuff on that first one. And we're going to build on that today. Today we're going to talk about what I like to kind of call the fundamentals of a good training program or a good fitness program. Generally, you hear me call it a training program or the way people are training. And I want to go into that. Um, a lot of times when we think of someone saying they're training for something or they're going to the gym to train something, we're going to think of a, some sort of an, you know, an athletic event, you know, maybe a, a 10K or a marathon or, or a cycling event or a triathlon or something like that. They're actually training for a certain specific event. Um, but I think most people don't train for a whole lot of specific events. They're just kind of training for their overall lives just to be healthier and more fit and more able to to live the life that they want to live. Um, I think it's pretty common for a lot of people to talk about just the act of working out. You know, you're going to go to your gym and work out or you're going to go, you know, take some time in the morning to, you know, go outside and work out. Um, But the problem I have with that is generally there's not the same attitude towards the parameters of that workout or that session that denotes that you're actually working towards a certain type of a goal or a certain type of adaptation. Now we talked about in the first episode of the adaptations that we're all trying to get by working out or training. You know, whether that's weight loss, whether that's an increased uh, level of cardiovascular fitness or strength or anything like that. So those adaptations are what we're designing our training program around, all right? The different uh, training parameters in order to stress the body in certain ways that are going to get us that adaptation. So what I want to try to get across is when you're going to go work out or when you're going to go do these things, think of it as training, okay? You are training towards a certain adaptation or goal, and that's going to bring you into a, a bit better mindset on all the work you're putting into it, all the effort and time you're putting into it. If you're actually focused on training towards a certain goal and you keep that in mind, then those training sessions are likely to be more effective and more efficient along the way. All right? So when we're talking about, you know, the fundamental aspects of a training program or the things we're trying to train, some of those adaptations I was talking about in the first episode, I want to break down kind of the overall, the major aspects of an all-around good functional fitness program. Okay? Certain people that are going to train for certain goals, whether that's you know a running race or a triathlon or or something like that, they're not necessarily working for an overall around you know holistic level of functional fitness. They're training a certain type of parameter um, as hard as they can to get a certain specific adaptation to you know accomplish that feat or that uh, that event as as well as they can. Okay, but I think a lot of people are not really, again, doing that. They're really just trying to be more fit for their everyday lives, all right, or healthier for their everyday lives. Okay, so I want to kind of break down fitness and what I think everyone should be working towards from a, from a broad perspective anyway on the parameters of fitness that they need to 
kind of work on or enhance, okay? So fitness really is a word that kind of just denotes how fit are you for a certain activity, okay? How fit are you for running? How fit are you for rowing? How fit are you for Olympic weightlifting, okay? Someone could be very, very, very fit from one of those certain very specific perspectives, let's say Olympic weightlifting, and be an outstanding world-class Olympic weightlifter, okay? But the certain parameters that they're training are going to take away from other parameters, okay? It kind of works uh, from a, uh, a theory or not, not a theory, but a, uh, an aspect kind of you'd normally hear of more in uh, terms of uh, economics called opportunity loss, okay? Let's say your body has a certain threshold that it can get to to enhance certain perspectives that you want to work on um, and certain things based on, you know, genetics or uh, age, uh, body shape and dimensions, things like that are going to kind of lower or raise that threshold for certain perspectives depending on, you know, what that perspective is. Okay, but that opportunity loss means that you can train really, really high at some certain things, but you're not going to be able to get the same improvements in other areas, okay? So you're going to be kind of taking away from one area to enhance another, okay? That whole robbing from Peter to pay Paul type of thing, okay? So what we want to try to do from a, an overall health, overall functional fitness type of perspective is try to bring up all those aspects of fitness at the same time to get that better overall level of fitness. And later on down the road, you may you know decide that you do want to go towards some sort of athletic event or a certain type of sport or something like that that is going to need certain aspects of that fitness more than others. And then you'll have to kind of change up your training program in order to kind of work on those certain specific things to get those certain adaptations. All right, but the things I'm going to break it down to today are pretty basic, but they kind of go a lot deeper depending on how deep you want to get into them. And we're going to break them down a little bit, but nowhere near as deep as we may go in, in other episodes talking about the specific things. So the three areas that I'm going to concentrate on are strength, conditioning, you know, you might call that, you know, cardiovascular uh, or aerobic fitness, but we'll get into kind of the different aspects of that. Uh, so strength, conditioning, and mobility. Okay, I think if these are the three broad things that you always think of when you're doing a training program or designing your training program, you're going to have a pretty good training program. And I'm going to break these things down a little bit so we, uh, we talk about some different aspects of those. Okay, I think these are things that everyone, I don't care who they are, need a certain level of in order to really consider themselves healthy or what we'll call fit, I guess. All right, so we'll start with strength. Um, partly because it's kind of one of my favorite ones. It brings it a lot of things into account that are really, really kind of interesting to get into and train around. All right, how do you stress the body in order to get a strength type of adaptation and what does that really mean? All right, so overall when we think of strength, okay, we're thinking of, you know, muscular strength, the strength of your body. Strength really breaks down to your body's ability through muscular contraction to apply force to a resistance, okay? That resistance could be an object, it could be wind resistance, it could be uh, a lot of different things. You know, whatever is resisting your body from movement, okay? So applying force to a resistive counterforce, right? which is kind of some physics types of things, but if you just think about it as applying strength, applying pressure, 
although not necessarily always, to a type of resistance. Okay, the easiest thing to think of when we're talking about you know strength is weightlifting. Okay, that's the, the general type of thing that people engage in in order to improve strength. Okay, if you want to think of it as bench press or squats, I'd rather think of it as squats. I'm not a real big bench press guy. But think of in, thinking of it as squats, okay? So you, the way you would measure your overall maximal strength is how much weight, okay, you can take through a good, healthy squat movement under a certain amount of resistance, usually a, a weighted barbell, okay? But not necessarily. Again, you can use dumbbells, you can use bands, all sorts of stuff. Okay, so how much strength, how much force can you apply to that barbell both in the lowering motion and in that raising motion during a healthy squat movement. Okay, so this is the type of strength that we generally think of that I'm going to call maximal strength. Okay, the overall maximal force that you can provide to that barbell during that movement. Okay, and in maximal force, generally what we're talking about is the maximal force you can apply to that barbell during one movement. Okay, one. Uh, you know, you might hear terms thrown around like one repetition maximum or things like that, or, you know, the old, you know, uh, bro science or, or gym bros, you know, question of how much do you bench? They're talking about how much do you bench one time? Okay. So that's maximal strength. And how we're going to train for maximal strength is lifting heavier weights, okay? Not always that one repetition maximum. There's different ways to train that that are going to use quite a bit less than that one repetition maximum that is going to work towards raising that overall force that you can or put onto that resistance load one time. Okay, and there's a lot of different, different training parameters you can get for that. But maximal strength is how much force you can possibly or apply to a resistance load. Okay? Good to have a good level of maximal strength, but again, it's not the only parameter of strength. Another one is going to be what I'm going to call strength endurance, okay? How many times can you apply the same force to that same resistant load in a safe manner in order to move that piece of resistance? Again, whether this is a, a barbell or a dumbbell or something in the weight room, whether it's pushing a car, you know, different things like that. So strength endurance is how often, or how often that we can apply the same force to that resistance. Okay, and this gets into a lot of different things on basically that muscle tissue and the nerves involved and everything else being able to recover enough in between repetitions to allow you to accomplish an additional repetition or a few. Okay, So you can measure this on given a certain resistance level. Uh, you know, a good training program would allow you to, let's say when you're just starting out, you can move that weight or resistance for 10 repetitions, let's say, but through a training program and over time and, you know, with healthy recovery and everything, all of a sudden after a month or two, maybe you can move that resistance 15 times or 20 times, okay? So you haven't necessarily increased your maximal strength because you're still lifting that same, you know, relatively moderate uh, resistance level or resistance load, but you're doing it for more repetitions, all right? So you're increasing your strength endurance. You're increasing the endurance of your muscles to move that resistance. And that's a very, very important thing because generally speaking in our daily lives, 
we're not moving a maximal force, you know, one or two times. We're, you know, whether we're carrying in groceries or whether we're carrying our kids around or, you know, things that you're doing, you know, in yard work and things like that, you're going to be doing multiple times. So if you can increase your ability to do those resistive types of exercises or movements more often, then you've increased that strength endurance and you're more able to accomplish your tasks of daily life. Okay. And obviously you can combine these because as you increase your maximal strength and as you increase your strength endurance, you're going to be able to move more and more weight for more and more repetitions or more and more often. Okay. So that's again, how you can piece some different things together in order to accomplish more goals at once if you train the right way. Okay. And that's pretty much the only two I'm going to really concentrate on today for strength is maximal strength and strength endurance. There's some different things about that for stamina. Uh, oh, actually, I did want to uh, talk about one more. Sorry about that. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about is power. Okay. And power is really the ability to pr uh, apply that resistance to a certain load, but do it faster than you've done before. Okay. When you think of something like Olympic weightlifting or uh, strongman competitions or Highland games where they're lifting a relatively heavy load, but they're doing it very, very fast. And usually they're going to be moving this load very fast and in a relatively large distance, okay, in order to accomplish a certain goal, whether it's, you know, throwing a hay bale over a certain height bar or whether it's getting a barbell, a weighted barbell, moving fast enough that you can get under it into, you know, like a front squat position and stand back up with it like an Olympic weightlifting movement. All right, so that's going to be power, is applying that force and moving that resistance load in a certain amount of time or a faster amount of time. So power is a very good one because a lot of things we do in our lives take that, you know, speed or distance thing into effect. So the more force you can apply very quickly can allow you to do more things in your daily life. So that's going to be power. And uh, that one's a really fun one to train for because there's a lot of things you have to take into account. A lot of it actually is not necessarily uh, the muscle tissue itself, but then you get into movement technique and you get into uh, how to prime your nervous system properly so it can provide that, that necessary stimulus to the muscles uh, to move a heavier load faster. Okay, so for strength, we have maximal strength, strength endurance. You could call strength endurance uh, stamina or work capacity also. You might see those terms as well. And then finally, power. All right, so we'll leave strength aside, and we're going to talk about what I'm going to call cardiorespiratory endurance. Okay, this one is not necessarily, although it does take it into account, but uh, generally what we think of for endurance or aerobic fitness is going to take in how efficient your heart and lungs work together, okay? Not only to provide your muscle tissues and other body tissues with the oxygen and other nutrients in the blood that they need in order to accomplish these, you know, movements and, uh, and activities, running and things like that, but also getting rid of the waste products, specifically CO2, um, and we'll go into... Um, rebalancing out uh, blood pH and muscle pH and things like that. So how efficiently your heart and lungs are working together in order to provide your body with the nutrients and oxygen it needs and also get rid of those waste products. 
Um, this is the one that most people talk about when they talk about fitness, okay? Because it is a very, very fundamental form of fitness, and it's the one that uh, you know most people concentrate on as far as uh, longevity and you know living fit through your whole life type of thing. Okay, and again, you can apply this to different uh, athletic events, whether we're talking about running or cycling or rowing, swimming, you know, anything like that, hiking even. And obviously, having a very great ability to provide oxygen and nutrients and also get rid of waste products obviously helps you in your daily life. Your body doesn't have to work as hard in order to do the things that you're going to be doing in a daily in your daily lives. Okay, so having a good level of cardiorespiratory or aerobic fitness, which is really just your body's ability to use oxygen when we're talking about aerobic fitness, is a good thing. Right, and that takes into account a lot of things also. So not just the heart and the lungs, although those are the important ones, but also the health of your entire circulatory system. Okay, so the, the blood vessels themselves, you can increase their ability to become more efficient and provide oxygen and get rid of waste products as well. Okay, so the things we're talking about in cardiorespiratory fitness, making that heart more efficient and ways it does that is you can increase your heart's ability to pump more blood per beat. Okay, so if you're pumping more blood per beat, then your heart just doesn't have to beat as often to accomplish a certain workload. Okay, when you talk to people that have been training a more aerobic type of fitness level for a number of years, um, you know, you may come to find out that their resting heart rate, you know, okay, their heart rate when they're not working out is quite a bit lower than the average person. You're talking to, you know, elite level cyclists, triathletes, things like that. You know, you may talk to people who have resting heart rates in the 40s or, you know, some of them even down into the 30s, which seems crazy. But if your entire system is very optimized and you've trained it the right way, then your heart just doesn't have to pump that often. It's not going to do it. Okay, you're saving energy that way, you're saving heartbeats that way, you're saving you know wear and tear on your system that way. So it's just a very, very healthy level of fitness to be in. Alright, so the you know the other part of that of course is your lungs, you know, how well you can expand and uh, compress your lungs. Okay. Expanding your lungs brings a lot of things into effect. Uh, a lot of musculature, of course. Uh, your diaphragm being very fit will help that. So your diaphragm is the muscle that you contract, whether you realize or you feel it or not, in order to bring air into your lungs. So the fitter that muscle is through training, the more air that you can bring into your lungs, quicker, faster, again, with less overall workload for that muscle. All right, there's also other muscles in and around the rib cage. If you've heard of intercostal muscles or other muscles kind of in and around the, the shoulder area, they contract in order to expand the rib cage that your lungs are attached to, again, in order to get more air into your lungs, okay? Uh, these are the muscles that you can kind of feel contracting very good and strong when you uh, yawn, for instance, okay? And take that real deep yawn breath, and you kind of feel those muscles contracting up around the rib cage and kind of up into the collarbone and shoulders area. All right, so getting those lungs and also the muscles involved with them more efficient to uh, accomplish deeper breaths. All right, another part of that that's uh, going to come into effect, obviously, is the carrying capacity of your blood itself. 
Okay, how much oxygen can you carry? How much carbon dioxide can you carry? Uh, how good is your body at balancing out its pH level? Okay, when we work out, especially when we're getting more intense, your body's going to create more acidity within the muscle and within the blood. Okay, which is not necessarily dangerous if you're smart about it, but your body needs to get back to a, a level of balance or a level of homeostasis, if you're familiar with that word, in order to kind of not cause overall damage or, or in order to bring itself back to a level that it can function properly. Okay, so there's different things that are going to improve during a training program that are going to increase that level of blood, you know, uh, oxygen and carbon dioxide carrying capacity also. Um, and one I want to get into soon, so I won't really get into it today, is uh, what's called your hematocrit, okay, or the proportion of your blood that is red blood cells, which is what actually carries the oxygen from your lungs around to the tissues of your body. And that can increase also at, uh, with a good training program. Okay. But I'm going to leave that one kind of alone. So we'll just leave it kind of mostly today as your heart becoming more and the uh, circulatory system becoming more efficient and more effective. And also your lung capacity and everything involved in that becoming more efficient, more effective and having more capacity. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about for aerobic fitness. And the last one I want to get into and break down a little bit is mobility, okay, or how well, how healthily your body is able to just move, okay, talking about the, the muscles and the joints, how well can you perform the movements that you need to be uh, accomplishing. Okay, and I kind of break that down into uh, flexibility, of course, which is the ability for your muscles to stretch order to let you accomplish these different movements okay get a full range of motion around all your joints or the talking hips shoulders and even you know certain parts of your spine uh, you know ankles and shoulders obviously I said already um, you know knees and things like that that have a good level of mobility are going to allow you to move better with less restriction from your body so you can move better without having to fight yourself as much okay so flexibility generally is uh, a muscles and joints ability to stretch okay and the next one I just usually call mobility or useful mobility is the level of control that you have over that joint and the muscles and everything attached to it to move that joint through its range of motion in a safe manner and under control okay uh, a lot of injuries and things like that can happen when you push a joint through a good range of motion, but you don't have the proper control and stability about it, and you can end up tearing muscles and connective tissues, tendons, things like that, which obviously is not something we want to do. So we want to improve the abilities, or the body's ability, the muscles and joints ability and connective tissues ability to stretch, first off, to allow us to go through that full range of motion around all our joints, but also have the muscular strength necessary to stabilize Okay, all those joints and all those motions through those full ranges of motion through all your movements. Okay, and that's a very important one that we'll get into kind of later on. So if that's not something you generally think of when you're working out or training or developing your programs, I think it definitely needs to be because that's one thing that's going to let you live much more healthily through your entire life. Okay, so mobility being flexibility and overall you know, useful mobility. Okay, 
So that one I'm not gonna get into real deep today, and we've already talked for quite a few minutes here, so I'll, I'll leave you guys alone with what I've said already. So when you're thinking about your training sessions and thinking especially about your training programs, okay, how you design these programs, really look to see if you're incorporating all the aspects of strength and all the aspects of cardio respiratory uh, fitness and also mobility and flexibility in those training programs, okay, for a good overall level of functional fitness. Okay, if not, maybe tweak some things around, or if it's missing a lot of these, um, maybe it's time to scrap something and kind of go kind of more back to the drawing board and develop a better all overall program. Better all, that's a good word, huh? Better all. Anyway, so I'll leave you at those, and I will figure out what we're going to talk about next time. Uh, I definitely want to talk about some training parameters around elevation and some different, you know, start to get in some different specific joints and what they need to be doing. And also we'll break down, you know, the different aspects of strength and cardiorespiratory fitness and all those things in episodes to come. So I hope you guys enjoyed the information for today. Um, again, if you didn't listen to episode one, definitely listen to episode one because we kind of get into the basis of what we're training and why we're training and uh, uh, you know some different viewpoints on how to view training okay, and the things we're trying to accomplish. Uh, so again, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you guys have a great day. We're uh, getting into fall, so some training is going to start having to maybe change a little bit depending on where you live and the climate and things like that. And also some other things we'll get into. But I uh, hope you guys are training well and living your best lives and all that and i will talk to you guys soon once again this is brian from the scoff law fitness podcast signing off see ya